Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy, as well as overall financial planning topics. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners. I'm Andy Smith. Eric Susi. And uh, here we are, episode five, uh, November 10th, 2020. November 10th. <laughs> Didn't we just go trick-or-treating? It seems like it. That's right. I just saw you at your house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like, Who's that guy? Call We're, the cops. Uh-huh. <laughs> the girl's like, where's Andy? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so uh, it's been a month since our last episode, yeah. and you know, thankfully it's been a quiet month. Yeah, real well, quiet. Nothing going on. <laughs> not, not a lot going <laughs> on, so we're going to have to like, we're gonna have to dig deep here to yeah. find some stuff to talk about. Of 20 items that we could talk about, I'm trying to whittle it down to maybe 8 to 10, just to keep it timely, but... Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Let's uh, guess dive right into it. Yeah. The, uh, COVID's probably the top of mind still. And uh, with that said, um, with the COVID tracker, uh, as you'll see on the uh, report, still um, yeah, U.S. confirmed cases. We actually crossed the um, 10 million total mark. So 10,111,077. So um, that's since all this has begun. And as far as the last week's amount, it hit a high as well as 834,000 confirmed cases. So that's the United States. U.S. has now uh, took the lead again. It was India. It was the United States and India. And then, but now we're back to number one, <clears throat> unfortunately. So U.S. has the most, then India at uh, 8.5 million versus our 10 million. And then Brazil is at about 5.6 million. So those are the top three total confirmed cases. Um, so, you know, these are the spikes. Europe had it, remember, an uh, episode ago um, or two, we're talking about how Europe had their spike up, and they definitely, uh, you know, we're just catching up to them now. And then heading into the fall, winter, this is, I'd say, the probably next two, three months is crucial. And uh, and then the vaccine, as far as that's great news, yesterday mm-hmm. it came out. Yeah, so, promising. Uh, yeah, definitely promising. And then uh, that will be... Uh, it's amazing, a little stat on that. So it was four years, uh, was the fastest vaccine ever produced within four years. It was four years. So with this, at least the biotech, uh, drug companies, they all came together um, and got it done. And basically, this will be delivered, uh, the first responders in December, and that will be 10 months. So four years down to 10 months. So um, it's that's awesome news for the country yeah. and for People here. That's great. Yeah. I think chicken pasta was like, what, 60 years or something like that? It took yeah. A, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. It's uh, I don't know. crazy. Yeah. So um, with that, what do you have on your. Yeah. Tracker? So, yeah, talking about the COVID, I know like the nursing homes, right? Where that's still, it was and it still is kind mm-hmm. of a big hotbed or definitely a concern. Yes. Um, and so what the government had done or what um, what they had started to do to incentivize nursing homes to be more diligent, I guess, is the right way to say mm-hmm. it as far as how they are dealing with COVID. And inside the nursing homes, they are trying to financially incentivize them to drop the number of cases in this case. And so last year, so or last month, sorry, in September, from September to October, there was an overall drop in deaths in nursing homes. Uh, by almost 27% uh, month over month. And so the government actually dished out $333 million in October um, to, I think it was just over uh, uh, about 10,000 or so nursing homes. So that's about, equates 
uh, to I think it was roughly about thirty three thousand dollars approximately mm-hmm. per nursing home. Nursing home right. Yeah, so they're trying to incentivize financially coming in and say, hey, look, yeah. if if there's reduced rates, you know, just to get. Uh, you know, I, you know. Again, I don't know the specifics as how that how that money is dished out or what it has to be used for, but just to kind of help with. I call that the the carrot versus a stick. Yeah, that's one way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure the nursing homes are glad to get that yeah, yeah. money, and oh. yeah, I guess it makes I guess it makes sense to mm-hmm. um, anything to help out and make you know maybe make them more aware of, or thinking more uh, about the virus. So, oh, yeah, that's good. And then as far as then moving on to the trading volumes, you know, uh, I always track that. But yesterday was um, 8.5 billion trades, obviously, total trading volume, buy and sells. And that's the largest since back in June. We had like two or three spikes in June and then in March, obviously, going through the recession in March. So um, Most of those were from you, I believe. Right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good news as far as uh, uh, more buys, two to one, on the buys versus sells and uh so that's you know, a step in the right direction. Uh, and with that said, uh, still averaging about $5 billion, So the average trading volume per day uh, is down to about $5 billion now versus last year. Um, we're still up 34% versus 2019 trading volume. So we're up 34% versus last year's trading volume. This year, we're averaging about $5 billion trades a day. And yesterday was 8.5, which was... Again, the highest since June slash March. Yeah, so that's good. sort of a summary of that. And good. And if I'm not mistaken, small caps were up. Correct. So that's yeah. a good sign, right? Great sign for sector rotation. Mm-hmm. That's amen, Andy, on that one. So finally, we're starting to get the spread out of sector rotation, getting away from just the fangs. So, you know, Apple was down here earlier today, and this is on um, uh, the 10th. But, uh, yeah, there's some, some finally getting away from those top five that hold um, mm-hmm. You know, 24% of the S&P, 46% of the QQQ, which is a NASDAQ. So, mm-hmm. again, trying to deleverage from that. Still, the space is fine. Those five companies will be around. <laughs> Tons of cash. So, it's a safe place. But the overall goal of the economy, you need to diversify, sprinkle it out more. And that's, that's what's going on right now. And just heading into, like, quarterly earnings and things of that nature. So, third quarter... We're rounding um, third base, heading for home, so we're almost done with the uh, quarterly earnings. But we're again, roughly with about 89% of the S&P 500 companies um, reported uh, have been great. Um, as far as uh, the decline, they expected a 22% decline year over year for the third quarter for earnings per share. And it's only a decline of roughly 8% year over year, so um, the earnings per share. So it's similar to second quarter, down roughly 8%. The third quarter is down still eight percent, but it's not as bad as first projected. So that's that's good. As far as just a ton of other stats, as far as like a, what's interesting is the bonds. I've been following you know on mm-hmm. my charts to track the bonds. So oh, yeah. Yeah. the bonds right now, there's a thirty-year bond and a ten-year. So the spread on the short end of the yield curve, the twos and tens, it's widening. The gap is widening, i.e., steepening. So it's going higher. So um, that's good. Um, the short end of the yield curve, the Fed's keeping it lower for longer. And uh, you'll see that on the federal funds rate here. Um, this is just a chart that uh, talks about how the federal government is going to be keeping short end of the yield curve at pretty much near zero uh, through uh, 2023. <laughs> yeah. so and, they, we, and when you say short end, what does that mean? Uh, three months, um, you know, the seven, uh, seven 
month, the um, uh, uh, two-year as well. Okay. So pretty much you know, two-year and under, put it that okay. way. <laughs> All right. So that's the short end of the yield curve. They want to keep that as low and, and, and short. Um, so with that said, as you can see on this, it's uh, projected out going through the federal funds rate. So it'll be lower for longer on the short end. But conversely, you can still have the, the widening, the gap of spread, and that's what's happening right now. So um, the 30-year is hitting one, 175, 176 today. So I just checked it before coming in here. And um, we haven't seen a 1.75 30-year rate since January, February of this year. So we're going back to retrenching of those highs. Um, and now that's on the 30-year. The 10-year right now is around uh, 0.96. <laughs> so, you know, on my daily hedge eye thing, they're hitting about 1.01, sort of the risk range for the 10-year. For the, um, uh, and so it could hit a little over 1%, but uh, it's going to be in that little range for a while. And if you recall, the 10-year was down basically to uh, the 0.5 range. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Yeah. Not getting much with bonds. No. But <laughs> but but what's interesting, it's doubled, you know, in just a few months. Sure. So I'm trying to... That's the point I wanted to point out. So uh, even though the Fed's going to keep, you know, buying stimulus, they're going to keep the, the party going um, uh, to c- continue this recovery, and they're going to be accommodative to the uh, inflation. So inflation, mm-hmm. they want to run over 2%. Probably two and a half, even closer to three for a while. So sure. they're not going to raise rates, like I said earlier in other episodes, for years to come. So mm-hmm. they want to see inflation um, get closer to three and over exaggerate on the long end for a while because it's been so, it's been in the one ish percent for yeah. ten plus years. Yeah, that's crazy. So, um, but inflation will uh, you'll start to see inflation. We talked about that as well over time. So. You know, tips as a position to use Treasury inflation protection yep. um, into next year as well. So, a lot of moving uh, parts, a lot of undercurrents still going on, and um, we'll be tactful and make the necessary changes to the models and certain asset classes as well. So that's sort of a summary on the um, earnings and just sort of certain things that's going on within the bonds too. Yeah. So that's, I think I believe on top of that too with inflation and. Uh, Social Security yes. Administration yep. announced right. with a 1.3% COLA yes. cost of living adjustment. COLA, yep. Um, so. For 2021. Correct. So 1.3. So uh, a little bit higher than inflation, at least <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, for close now. to it. So yeah. yeah, it's better than zero. Remember a couple of years, it was zero, zero. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. You'll be getting something next year for everybody who's on Social Security. <laughs> Um, so talking about the VIX, you heard us talk about the VIX, the volatility index. So that's a, uh, the predictability of what the markets are going to do 30 days going out. So anytime it's above the 30 handle or 33 in that range, you can expect the uh, markets, the S&P 500 index, go up or down roughly 10%. So it's just a volatility index uh, over greater than 30-ish, uh, then uh, you know, expect that volatility. So right now we're well below it. We approached 40 about two weeks ago. So right now we're in the about 26-ish range right mm-hmm. now. So it's just something that we follow. It helps uh, ascertain uh, when to push money in, when to rebalance, things of that nature as well. So that's just an update on the, the volatility of the VIX. Um, in addition, just talking about cash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still on all these calls, whether it's Edgeye, JP Morgan, Wisdom Tree, uh, First Trust, Charles Schwab, all the different... Uh, uh, vendors and uh, sources that we use for our research, mm-hmm. um, strategic partners, I should say. Um, on the first trust call, that was actually today's call, this morning's call. Uh, they have we still have eight trillion dollars in cash, eight trillion. 
Yeah. Oh, not not us. No, no, no. we'll be out in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, back up the truck. Yeah. So uh, no, but that's so that's a lot of money still to get redeployed into the market. So I say that that helps for going into 2021. So with the reallocation starting to get away from the you know the Fang type stocks, mm-hmm. diversifying into other asset classes and sectors that have been underperforming, i.e., value oriented stocks, small caps, yada yeah. yada yada. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see to have that cushion because these folks want to get a return of the money, whether it's interest or value oriented positions. So you will start to see some of that trickle in, not all at once. They'll be stepping it in over time. So uh, that, that's a good sign to have that little cushion there as sure. well. Yeah, good. So in regards to, uh, I guess, the elephant in the room is elections. Woo-hoo! Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. Got to talk about it's part of our meetings and what it's part of the investment world. So uh, with think, that said. Uh, everybody's been beating around. I yeah. think the last. <laughs> everybody's just like, no more. Yeah. But uh, with that, I mean, you have to be strategic. And so, um, so with that said, uh, looks like as of today, nothing's official yet. Nothing's, you know, confirmed, all that good stuff. But uh, uh Again, as of today, it looks like there's going to be a um, uh, uh, Democrat president, mm-hmm. uh, Joe, and then uh, uh, the Republican Senate, and then you have the Democratic House. So if that's what it is, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's what the markets are anticipating. That's right. So yep. no blue wave, and that's why they were happy. <laughs> so the markets, markets took yeah. off, yep. and the markets like gridlock, and they like clarity. And so far, it's unofficial. But uh, if it, it plans out this way, then you'll have the clarity, and then yes, um, you'll have the gridlock sure. because they won't get through everything that they wanted to get through. Um, so that's a check, checks and balances on both sides. That right. goes for both party sides as well. That's but, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't really matter who. Yeah, it, it would have been the same the other way, right? For the most part. For the most yeah. part, yeah. Because yeah. But the sectors that pay attention, you have mm-hmm. to mean into. So, you know, okay, the, the healthcare still should be okay. Um, the biotech and, you know, still, still parts of the healthcare and the biotech, you know, parts of the energy, whether it's the um, um, EV vehicles or what have you, um, you know, solar, wind, all that. So parts of that will uh, continue. Um, home builders, obviously, IT. Um, you're going to have the uh, U.S. companies with China exposure because mm-hmm. they'll be relaxed. Yeah, um, they'll do know. well. Yeah. yeah. So there's money to be made there. Um, and U.S. infrastructure, for, uh, for sure. Um, yes, so that's, needed. so those are some things that, uh, you know, obviously we're monitoring, tweaking and, and, and uh, keeping an eye on. And then, you know, the, the key is obviously with the, uh, Georgia for the Senate. So that's why all these little question marks slash hashtags. <laughs> so, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that runoff's what December, I think fifth, if I recall, um, for the Georgia, for the Senate. So right now it's, uh, 48, 48 for the Senate. Again, the market's assuming that the Republicans will keep the Senate once I get the um, North Carolina and Alaska. So I'll be 50 to 48. And then, therefore, if, um, you know. They would just need one seat. We just need really. one seat out yeah, of the one Georgia. Of, yeah. One of the two. Yeah. And then, therefore, it won't be 50 each. And then the vice president. And then it will be a blue wave. And you'll, there'll be reaction to that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so uh, again, um, that's what's. As we can see it, for everyone who's following the markets, that's how we all anticipate it yep. uh, going down. And then, um, you know, I know they're still challenging uh, you know, elections and the, all the votes and stuff. So obviously, yeah, certainly it's mm-hmm. it looks a little sketchy. I gotta say it, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out. 
And then uh, summing it up on the uh, federal Atlanta, they always produce the uh, GDP nowcast projections for the fourth quarter. Uh, the latest one just came out a couple of days ago, and they're now projecting a 3.5% uh, positive GDP growth rate for the fourth quarter. So positive, 3.5, and it, it fluctuates. There's many iterations that will come through throughout the next few weeks, and then it will gyrate. It could get down to 3.1 or 3.8 or what have you, but uh, mm-hmm. at least it's positive. And, yeah. uh, well, now, what's the significance of the GDP like? Well, you want it above zero. So as long as it's above zero, you're growing. If it's below zero, you're shrinking. That's as <laughs> simple as that. So uh, good question, though. That's that's good. But um, and then the personal savings rate, and as you can see yeah. here with the personal savings rate, it was really big uh, early on with the PPP money. Um, you know, it's approaching 35%, uh, and it's dropped back down because people are using it to live on, et cetera. But right now it's about 14% is a savings rate. Right now, and this is a latest data points through September. Um, but the good news is uh, there will be more stimulus coming. Mm-hmm. It will be a skinny bill, probably not the three trillion, probably not the one trillion, but somewhere you know one and a half somewhere or whatever in between. Mm-hmm. So that will go targeted uh, to those folks who need it. So that will help uh, get that savings rate. And I say this because a historic average is about six point seven percent. So mm-hmm. that's another. A feather in the cap with the eight trillion in cash in the sidelines, and you got the savings right there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all it's all yeah good. Yeah, you wonder what the trickle effect is of that is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, people aren't traveling as much; they're not doing as much, right? right? So they're saving more money, which is good. Yes, but the economy needs them out spending spending some of yeah. that, right? So, Can't be locked uh, down. Yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. No, you gotta. So it's kind of a, a combination, but hopefully, mm-hmm. you know. You know, you kind of use certain times of your life, I guess, to save a little bit more money. And hopefully this is one of those. Yes, yes. And then uh, another chart we'll probably end on the chart with is the uh, P.E., price to earning ratio for the stock market. So historically, it's been about 15.3 is the uh, P.E. overall. And then currently right now, it's about 20.6. This is average. This is through November 3rd. So with the run-up, so it's going to be probably higher than 20.6, probably 22-ish or so right now. But you can see compared to the tech bubble of 24, yeah, you know, it is what it is, but it's something yeah. that we follow, and that's just the forward earnings as far as what the stock, uh, the price of the stock compared to the earnings for the stock market in general. What would you call some tips of the month then? So let's hear about your uh, what podcast <laughs> yeah, tip, do you tips like? Tips of the month. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We were just talking earlier about uh, you know obviously with our podcast. Yeah. I mean, all we do. I mean, we I watch it at least you know half a dozen times a day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know there are other podcasts. I'm I'm a big fan of podcasts. Um, whether I'm at home working or driving, you right. know, it's just, uh, mm-hmm. so Eric and I were just talking about, Hey, what podcast do you like to listen to? And, um, there's a couple, I have a couple favorites. Um, there's one's called the art of manliness is the name. I know it's kind of like the name. Manliness. Yeah, it's kind of odd. I know that yeah. I would be listening to that, but, <laughs> 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 but uh, but it's, it's good. It's just, uh, it's updated a couple times a week and there's a lot, it's just kind of like life every, I don't say everyday stuff, but sure. they have, they had an episode on like how to be a digital minimalist. They had, uh, mm. they had one on there, you know, just different articles, like how to escape a bear attack, yeah, <laughs> you nice. know, just weird kind of yeah. guy stuff, yeah, I guess. Right. And then the other one is, uh, it's called online great com. It's, it's just a group of, uh, you know, every week it's updated on Thursdays and they did, literally just, they just pick a book and they review it. And 
it's pretty interesting because it's, it's not necessarily books that they always agree with. And so it's just, it, it provides some good discussion and mm-hmm. they do a really good job with it. So those are just two I, I like, I guess. And, um, you know, there's some other fun ones. But, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then uh, wh- how about the, tomorrow's big announcement? What's the wine going to be rolling out? Yeah, yeah. So we just <laughs> got word that, yeah, the governor obviously has a conference. Uh, uh, He's going to be talking to the state Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah, so kind of in the anticipation, at least from our, our we know what's coming. Our, we, we have conne- we have a connections at the state house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, um, that you know that he's, he's going to possibly start to roll back some of the uh, like dining out. You know, possibly you know you know saying you can't dine, in, you can't go out. And go in you, but you can go out and take you know, pick out. Up. Yeah, take out. Take out. Right. Um, and so, but we'll see. See what yeah. he says. Hopefully, I, I know the governor. Ha- he has mentioned. I know, uh, you know, I, he has made comments that he wants to keep things mm-hmm. going. He doesn't want to shut down yeah, things. But, right. But yeah, you know, there's some spike numbers. Yeah, we got mask up. Um, we got to get through this next few months. Yeah. And, uh, you know, continue onward there. But uh, yep. I guess ending on this another little tip of the month here, what have you. So housing inventory. So housing inventory is below three months right now, just a shade under three months. So, um, you know, what does that mean? Well, back in 2010, it was 12 months of housing inventory. <laughs> so, yeah, 12 months all the way down to less than three months now. So that's why prices are higher for housing. So that's not good news for the um, you know, single family homes, startups, just folks wanting to get into that 200 250 range house. Yeah. You know, house yeah. prices now are 275 300 It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I've never insane. seen it. It is. Yeah. But um, so that's just something to consider. So housing prices, this is coming from JP Morgan on a call and also from Hedgeye. Um, housing prices will continue next year, mm-hmm. uh, but not hopefully not as uh, the pace and toward pace it's been this year. Sure. It's been crazy. Well, but with exception of two places. Hawaii and Vegas. Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's the two exceptions as far as uh, for, for next year at this time in, okay. in this space. And that, but the market in Columbus has been Oh, it's crazy. on fuego. Yeah. yeah. We're a bubble, folks. And for the, those, we've always been a bubble here. We're for, very fortunate. <laughs> fortunate, excuse me, that, uh, yes, we're, um, yeah, we, we, we're shielded from a lot of the severe recession things that do go on nationwide. So right. we're, Ohio's a great place to live. Love it. Family's yeah. awesome, and uh, yeah, you know. people like it. Yep, I want to be here. So, so next month, what's on the tap? Yeah, for- so next month, you know, we'll have obviously time about the markets. Probably mm-hmm. we'll have you know talk through some of the election results from mm-hmm. the Senate races right. and just other other things. Fine tuning some stuff. Yeah, yeah regarding that, we have uh, one of our strategic partners, Matt, who is uh, one of our state planning attorneys that we refer clients to. Will be coming in talking about just some end of the year tips for. You know, just to button up your state plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. All right. It's nice not having to forcefully have to take RMDs for this year. That's right. We were discussing earlier. So absolutely. If you want it, you can, but you don't. You don't. You're not required to. So it's, yep. uh, it's yes, all yep. more part of it. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, that's it for the 10th of November on a warm 75 degree day before winter rolls through. <laughs> that's right. Appreciate you listening, following us, and. Uh, Stay healthy, well, wear the mask, and see you next time. All right, see you guys. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com, by other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at 614-929-2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer, Nathan, as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. 
Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA True North Wealth Partners. Investing involves substantial risk. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The economic forecast set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. No reader should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence.